Hey, happy girls. Welcome to episode two of the Happy Girl Hour podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Hannah Beth. And like we talked about last week, I want to know what you're sipping on today, Rachel. We're going to do this every episode. It's kind of our little way to tie in our bonding with Sonic. So what are you sipping on, Rachel? Today, I am just classic sweet tea. I love sweet tea. And now that I'm not drinking soda, that's kind of my go-to. So I have sweet tea. What about you? First of all, I still cannot believe you're not drinking soda. We always talk about how I know. we always try to give it up and it never sticks, which for me, it never has. But I'm so impressed with you. Well, thank you. It'll be my five <laughs> months on that November 23rd. Oh, my word. I can imagine. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm drinking water, which I never drink. <laughs> Um, but I'm drinking water today. Usually it's Dr. Pepper, vanilla Coke, but I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy and survive not getting sick by being a teacher. So water it is today. (laughs) Wow. That's really good. Yeah. I never drink enough water. So yes, same here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say my yays and nays, and then I'll pass it over to you. So today, um, or even just this week, my yay has been seeing like all the holiday season things come out. I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving and I love being with family. And so I'm just super excited about all of the holiday things happening. So that's my yay. And then my nay kind of goes along with that. But with holidays and with Thanksgiving coming up, I have to be traveling a lot because I am a grandchild and I have no children of my own. And so Eli and I will be hitting four homes on Thanksgiving and that's always just a lot to do. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that is. I can, and I can relate. I love seeing all the holiday things and all the festive stuff. It's just so happy. Our school actually just decorated the atrium for Christmas. And I just can't even believe we're like this close to Christmas and Thanksgiving. So I'm super excited about that. My yay would be this past weekend. I had a little Friendsgiving with my mom. And so we had some of our girlfriends come over and we did like a craft. It was so fun just getting to see them and just hanging out. It was super fun. And my nay, I don't think you guys can even tell, but I kind of have a cold. It kind of started the other day and I get tonsillitis really easily. So I kind of thought that's what it was going to become. Thankfully though, today I'm feeling a little bit better, but I'm like getting to be more congested today. So we will see what it ends up being. Hopefully not sick. I don't want to be sick. But that would Hopefully be my name. That'd be horrible. Timing. I know. <laughs> I know. It really would be. So that would be my name. And we're just gonna kind of jump right into today's topic on episode two, which is teaching. So we thought we would kind of just like go through our teaching journey, talk about all the things that our schools, grades, what we like most, our schedules and stuff. So I guess starting off, why we wanted to be a teacher and kind of how that you know, we chose that career path. So for me, my mom is a high school teacher. She used to be an elementary teacher. And growing up, I always played school. I just always was drawn to being a teacher. Really, there was only one year in my life where for some reason I was like, I want to be an interior designer. And I do not know why I said that to this day because I could never do that. But it was like eighth grade. I don't know why. Um, But I just really loved teaching. I love kids. In high school, I worked with kids. 
So it's just always like so fun. And I also didn't realize until like probably high school that you can be creative while you're teaching. And so I was really drawn to that too. So, and just seeing my mom, she loved her job, even having four kids at home. Like she loved going to school, loved pouring everything that she had into her kids. So I just have always loved that and admired her for that. So that's why I became a teacher. What about you, Hannah Beth? Mine is very similar. We share the fact that our moms were both teachers while we were growing up. Um, So my mom taught in the classroom. I don't know the total amount of years, but my entire childhood, she was in the classroom and then she is now a principal, but I have always just been so inspired by her. I don't know about you, Rachel, but I would always cut her lamination and go and help her decorate her classroom (laughs) and all of the fun stuff. It's just so, I don't know, when you're a teacher's kid, there's so many traits in them that they kind of like pour into you. And so I think it's just so natural for teachers' kids to step into that role. And I also just feel like it's a big calling. I just felt like God really wanted and needed me in the field. And so I know you feel the same way, but I also just think about other jobs and I'm like, I just cannot see myself doing anything else, like being goofy with kids and I love the fact that every day that I leave work, I'm making a difference. And I just don't think I would feel like that at any other job. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I love just like, I don't know, it's just so fun and every day is different. And I know some people don't like that. And I actually, somebody the other day was telling me they were like, teaching is the only job where you either like love it or you hate it and you end up quitting because unless you actually love it, like you're not going to stay in that field because you have to love it to like go through everything that teachers go through and all the things that come with teaching, which we'll kind of get into later. You really do have to love it. And I feel like we both do. And that's why we're here. And it's just great. I love it. Absolutely. (laughs) And so We kind of talked in the last episode about our college experience. We both graduated in 2020, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And you graduated in the spring, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you student taught in the spring. So why don't you kind of tell us how your student teaching was at your school? So um, we're definitely going to be touching on this next week a lot more in depth, but just a quick overview of my student teaching I went into my placement in second grade, which I loved. My mentor teacher was amazing, which I'll talk more about next week. Um, But I want to say it was March when everything kind of happened. Yeah, because it was spring break. So we released our kids for spring break. Um, um, We released our kiddos for spring break. And I just remember being in our classroom me and my mentor teacher and another teacher and we were like oh my goodness like this thing might be legit called the coronavirus like we had no idea what was going on and sure enough like things shut down we never stepped foot back in that building since then so I had from the end of January to March to student teach in second grade it was a great experience and um It was very different just because of COVID, but I'm grateful for the time that I had. I wish I could have had the full block, but unfortunately things just happen and um, 
it worked out the way it was supposed to, but where, what grade did you student teach and did you have a good, bad experience, Rachel? I student taught, I was supposed to student teach in kindergarten, but because of COVID, uh, so we have that in common, uh, I got switched Mm -hmm. to second grade, which I ended up loving second grade and being in second grade. So mine, it's funny. It's the opposite of yours. We started, I started in August and then it was fully online until the beginning Mm -hmm. of November. And then it was weird because you could choose if you wanted to send your student to school. So we had like a class of maybe 20, but I think only like nine kids like came to school the last two weeks that I was there. And they Mm -hmm. only came, I think it was three days a week or something. So definitely a very weird experience, not like teaching at all. Um, I actually don't even use Google Classroom and I lived on Google Classroom for like virtual learning or whatever. So um, yeah, so I student taught in second grade and then I went straight into second grade right after I took over somebody's maternity leave at my school. And so I went from second grade there, which I really liked. And then I moved up to third grade. I'm kind of like the floater position at my school, just with depending on enrollment. So because enrollment was really high, I went to third grade and then it was kind of a toss up. I was either going to go to fourth grade, which I was really hoping I didn't because I've always told myself I'm a K2 teacher. It's just, I don't Mm -hmm. think I can go higher than second grade, but I will say third was, was great. And I liked that, which we'll go into later, but um, then I went down to first grade and that's where I'm at now. I taught first grade last year and then for, this is my second year in first grade. So I really like it. And what about you? So after student teaching, I was supposed to teach first grade. We kind of touched on this on the last episode, but I was told two or three days before school that I was no longer teaching first grade, that I needed to bump to second because of enrollment. So my first year I taught second grade and then these past three years I have been in first grade, um, which I love. So we are both in first grade. We love our little firstie. So I want to ask Rachel, what is your favorite thing about teaching first grade? I honestly think it's going to be a toss up. I would say honestly, just how cute they are. I know that's probably so cliche, but it's just the sweetest age. And I feel like not that the third graders didn't. And to be honest, I don't really remember second grade. So that's why I'm not going to talk about it too much. But like in third grade, it was kind of like they wouldn't get as excited over the little things. I felt like I really had to go to like great lengths to like get them excited for like learning or like a craft or an activity or whatever. But with first grade, if you even say like, oh, I, okay, for example, I have these right and white like books that I got from like Tuesday morning that I don't even know if you'll have that store, but Mm -hmm. I got it from my classroom and I introduced it last week because I always, I don't introduce everything at one time because it's like, then they won't be excited for the little thing. So I introduced it this week and my kids are going crazy over these books because they think they're the coolest things ever that like they can get a dry erase marker and like write in the book. And it's all like educational. And I just love that even though they're still doing work, they like think it's so fun. And so I would probably just say like the age that they are and how excited they get over like all the little things that we do in class to like make it more fun. Yes. Like desk fairy, Santa Claus, all the things like 
there's a few, you know, that are like, mm, I don't think that's real. But in second grade, yeah. they're like, they're all like, we know you're lying. And in first grade, they're like, yes. oh my goodness, the death fairy game. <laughs> I know, I know. They love it. And it just, it makes you like your job so much more when you like see how happy they get over those things. So I love it. What is your favorite part? I, I have such a hard time because I only taught second grade for a year. I've always said second grade is my favorite grade. Um, but being in first grade for the past three years, it's really kind of swayed me a little bit. I would say <laughs> my favorite and my least favorite thing are the same, which is weird. Um, oh, okay. I love, I've fallen in love with teaching phonics. Um, I think it's so fun and it's so like detailed and complicated and I love when it clicks because it's so hard. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The easier the easier topics, like it's so great when it clicks with them. But when they start learning how to read, you're like, I they did that, but I also played a part yeah, in that. Yeah. And it's so cool. Um, but then also like my least favorite part is the pressure that we get in first grade as teachers to get them to read before they leave. Because I know if they don't know how to read and they go to second grade, <laughs> those teachers are coming to me being like, hey, what's going yeah. on here? Because they should be reading and they are not. Um, and so I think I love teaching phonics. It's my favorite part of the day, but also just the pressure of getting them to read. And it's just, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because actually that was probably the thing I was most scared about coming to first grade. Cause obviously in third grade, they know how to read like fluently. Right. You're really not having to help them with that at all. And honestly at my school, they didn't even do phonics in third grade. Like you're past mm -hmm. that. So, um, that I remember thinking, how in the world am I going to be like a good enough teacher to like prepare them to actually read, but it's worked out. Um, we have somehow Absolutely. figured it out, but I do love phonics and you're right. It is a lot of pressure though. I definitely am always like, oh, I hope they get this. Like, I want them to be ready for next year. And I feel like that's something as a teacher, you're always like wanting to prepare them for the next grade. And I feel like every teacher puts that pressure on themselves to like, just make sure their students are ready for the next grade. Yes. And I feel like that's something you didn't really think about as a student. Right. And I even think about this too. Like, I always think, Okay, when they go on to second grade, that teacher is going to be thinking, oh, Mrs. Paul is the worst ever because her kids don't know <laughs> adjectives or whatever. Yeah, but then I yeah. think about myself and I'm like, I would never put that on the previous teacher. I would never say, right. oh, they don't know this. Like that teacher is horrible. I would never do that. So it's so yeah. much pressure. <laughs> I know it is. And okay, this is kind of funny. One, another thing, probably my least favorite thing about first grade. I'm curious to see your take on this. Okay. Is the teeth falling out everywhere? <laughs> just, what it's is the it? year you, they lose their teeth. hundred percent. How do you, do you like it? Do you, do you pull teeth? I actually had a student lose a tooth today. That's weird. No, um, you're joking. No, she, she <sighs> came in and so... I'm really nervous about pulling teeth because my first school, we had a big district and it was super strict. Um, and they're like, no pulling teeth, no getting splinters out, blah, blah, blah. So I would be like really wary there, but like I'm at a really small school here and they 
are so nonchalant and flexible about things. And so I do, if the student gives me permission and they're like, I really want you to pull this, then I do. But does oh it, my it gosh. you out really bad? I have literally, first off, I didn't even know that schools you couldn't pull teeth because I made a TikTok one time about how I hate like teeth. And so many people came after me in the comments telling me that like I should get fired for that. Um, but it's crazy because I can't pull teeth. Like I genuinely, even if I see a loose tooth and I feel so bad because the kids are so excited about it and they'll come up to me and they're like, Oh, Mrs. Bell, look, 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 my tooth is wiggly. And I can't even look at it. Hannah Beth, That's hilarious. It, it makes me nauseous. It makes me I like, would have never known that about you. I have no idea how I'm going to pull my, I, I honestly, Brett will have to pull the teeth in the family. I will yeah, not be able to do it. We can do that. We can make that his duty. That's, yeah, that's I can't. Totally fine. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, that was, that's probably my least favorite part of first grade. So, hey, that's really understandable. And now you're more prepared for parenthood because you know that you're never going to do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh my goodness. What, what is your like teaching schedule? What are your contract hours? What is, you know, your, your kind of day to day routine? Okay. So yeah, I feel like we get asked this a lot and it's honestly so different. So, um, for so many different people. So for my school, I have to be there by 7.30 in the morning and then my kids come into my room at 7.45 and like the bell rings at 8. So if you're there past 8, then you're considered late and from pretty much 7.45 until like 8.10, we kind of do morning tubs or morning work depending on the day. I like to do morning tubs Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then do morning work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But once they finish their morning work, they can do morning tubs. I last year just did morning tubs every day, but sometimes you get, you don't get to the worksheets, like review worksheets and stuff during the day. So I'm like, you know what? That's a good morning work activity. So they do that and then do morning tubs. And then I teach Bible first, and then I go into math and then phonics and language and handwriting. Then we typically do a bathroom break sometime in the morning and snack you time get them all in the morning. You get all of that time to do your stuff. And oh, that's so wonderful. Yes, I know. So really our morning time is like this, like basically all curriculum. Like we oh. don't have a break. Like we have from 8 a.m. until 1050 to do like just teach. What a uh, dream. But really like our afternoon, I can't wait to hear yours because our afternoon is pretty like once we do phonics language and all of that, then we do reading groups from... 10 to 10 50. Then we go to lunch and then straight to special. So I eat lunch at 11, which I feel like is so early. And then we have from 11 to 11 35 lunch and then straight to specials. And we have a different special each day. We're on a six day rotation, which is new for us this year. And that's been so hard to remember what special is what day. What but specials then... do you have? Sorry. What specials oh, do no, you have? No, no, you're good. Um, okay. So we have PE, art, tech lab, Spanish, library and music. So we have wow. six. So That's awesome. like, I know we're like on a six day rotation. So it's like new. Cause last year we had like double specials one day and I loved that day because then we had double planning and it was so nice. Ooh. So now this year we don't have double planning, but it's okay. Uh, they get to like all the specials, like an equal amount of time or whatever. So <laughs> it works out, but uh, then they do specials while they're at specials. That's my planning period. And it goes by so quick. It's from 1145 until 1225. And then 
I go pick them up. We come back to my room and we kind of like changed our schedule a little bit this year just because there's so many kids on the playground. And typically TK, kindergarten and first grade would all be on the playground at the same time. So first grade decided to switch our time. So now I have like 30 minutes after specials to do spelling or like catch up work or anything. And then we go outside and we come back in. And that's typically when we'll do like math tubs and then social studies or science. So my day ends at 2.20 is when I bring the kids out to the car line. And then I have to stay 30 minutes after they leave. So that's my contract hours. So my contract hours are from 7.30 in the morning until 2.50 in the afternoon. And then you said you teach... Bible, reading, phonics, math, science, social studies. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, okay. So what about you? What time do you have to get there and everything? Okay. Our arrival time and everything is very similar. So I, my kids come at 745 um, and I have to be there at 745. So I usually show up a little oh. bit earlier. Um, so 745, they come in. Um, they're late at eight fifteen, so we have a huge gap. Well, oh, wow. for, for me, they're late. They do like the upper grades differently, which I don't even know what their schedule is. But the lower grades, <laughs> you come in, um, you put your stuff away. We do morning tubs. I've been doing one morning work and then morning tubs because if they go straight to morning tubs, I don't know why they just lose their minds and it's like 40 <laughs> minutes of chaos. And I'm like, yeah. okay, we're not doing no, that. No, <laughs> that's a long time it's for a, a long morning. Time. It's a very long time. So at 8.15, we'll do announcements and then 8.20 to 8.40 is breakfast. So all the kids are required to go to breakfast. I can't remember. Did you say oh, that? Oh, wow. No, no, we don't do breakfast. I forgot that you do breakfast. Okay. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So sorry. This is so shocking. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. So, you you get there. Some kids can come at 745. Mm-hmm. And what time does breakfast end? So, they we all go down like as a class. So, they'll come in, do their morning work, do their morning tubs, and then the announcements come on. We line up and we go to breakfast from 8.20 to 8.40. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. just like, man, so, okay. Well, it's also just because like we're Title I school and we're free and reduced lunches. So they all get – they don't eat lunch for free, but they all get breakfast for free. So gotcha. Okay. They all That's have so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, you know, all morning they're not going to be complaining about being hungry and I'm not going to have to worry <laughs> about, you know – getting them a breakfast bar or anything. So from 8.20 to 8.40, we have breakfast. And then we've got, we come back in, we do morning meeting. Um, I get my reading and phonics out of the way. And right when I'm finished with that, they go from special to specials at 10.15. No, 10.20, sorry. Okay. 10.20. And I only have Two specials, PE and art. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So do they do them every day or what? They swap or- back and forth. So one day they'll do PE, one day they'll do art. And you're not even going to believe this. When I taught um, near my hometown, we had PE every day. <laughs> oh, and nothing else. And nothing else. What? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So wow. small okay. school problems. <laughs> yeah. So, Isn't okay, R and P-E. Wow, R&P, yeah. Yep, yep. 
which our people are phenomenal. But I, I grew up having like several different specials. My first school that I taught in had several. And these kids, have, they don't even know. Like they, don't they have know. no idea what music is. They don't know anything. I'm like, that's so sad. But I try to incorporate oh my it as much as I can into our day. Yeah. No, you're good at that. Um, <laughs> not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so after specials, they come back and we have like a really weird 20 minute time frame. So I either do knockout math facts or, um, our classroom songs to kind of fit in a little bit of music, um, <laughs> just kind of anything random during that time to keep them busy. Um, and then after that, we go to lunch. We go to recess. Our lunch is at 11.20, so not as early as okay. 11, but still pretty early. And yeah. then they, they go to recess, and then right after recess, we have a small little tablet time. Um, so I'll make it educational Monday through Thursday, and then on Friday, um, they can kind of choose to do free choice. And then oh, after that's tablet fun. time... Yeah, I I do think like that helps not having, you know, a set computer time for specials. That's kind of their computer time for the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after tablets, we do center rotations for ELA and then I throw in a couple math. So it's kind of mixed centers. We do ELA and math then. And then after centers, we do our math time. And then after math, we have snack time. And then after snack time, we go outside <laughs> for our second recess, and then we leave at 3, 3.15 is when the kids are gone for the most part, and I can leave at 3.30. So my official contract hours are from 7.45 to 3.30. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you guys, so Hannah Beth in Oklahoma only has to go to school how many days? I go 160, and y'all go 160. Yeah, we go 100. And, well, 80. public schools in North Carolina, yeah, they go like 180. I think our school goes 175. But we're always, y'all, we were like, we could not figure out why she went so much less. But we figured out. Okay, so you go, you have an hour longer in your day than I do, right? Because if you yes. get out at 3:15 and I get out at like 2:20, yes. So and I'm telling I guess, you, people come in my comments and they're like. How are you already out of school? I have two months left. And I'm like, I don't make the rules. I follow them. So if y'all didn't yes. have to go to, to school an extra month, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be like asking. So please stop yes. coming at me. <laughs> Move to Oklahoma oh. and you can get the yes. 166 or 160 days. No, yes. that's awesome. Okay. Wow. So wow. Our schedules are really different. You have a yeah. bunch of like breaks. Yeah, and, which like, I you know. I have always said, like, your schedule is perfect. Getting all of your content in the morning is, is such a dream. I don't know. My kids just act crazy in the afternoon. The morning is the best yeah. time for me. Yeah, it is nice, too, because, like, when my kids leave, a lot of times their parents will pick them up, like, right before lunch. So it's great because uh, then I can be like, yep you're good to go after lunch because they're not going to miss anything. I mean, they may miss math tubs, which is pretty much right. review and stuff, or they right. may miss social studies and science, but it's like nothing super yeah, that's so important. Nice. Um, and then also I don't have like a social studies or science curriculum. So I have to squeeze that into my math and reading. So that's been really tough. I mean, it's fun to find literature that 
coexist with math and I mean with science and social studies, but it's a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm sure. Yeah, we don't. We're not super heavy on it. I mean, I try to do it as often as I can, but mm-hmm. because first grade is so like reading and phonics heavy. Like they would much rather us focus on that. And if we don't get to social studies or science, then it's okay. But my kids do love social studies and science. So I try to get to it, you know, Mine too. That's what they like love the most. So I'm like, if we could make reading and math like all intertwined, then we're calling it good. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, you just never have enough time in the day, honestly. Like there are so many days where I am just wondering what happened with all the time because I feel like we could have, we didn't get through enough or we could have gotten through so much more, but you just leave and you think about it. You think about it the next day. You just don't even worry about it after school is over. Absolutely. I told myself it's fine. Speaking of time running out, what is your plan time? Cause I want to know how many minutes you have for plan. Okay. So yeah, I have from 1145 until 1225. So when my kids are at specials, that's when I plan. So I guess that's like what? 25, 35. Oh gosh. Y'all don't come for me. I'm not good at math. (laughs) I think it's like 35 minutes, but honestly, like realistically, I drop my kids off at 1145. I don't get back down to my room until sometimes 1150. And then it's Seriously, like I have to be out of my room at twelve, like twenty-two, That's to go get that my much kids. Plan time. That's not that. It much. really feels like thirty minutes. But I swear to you, when I like get to my room and I get everything out of my desk, I have like fifteen minutes, and then it's mm-hmm. time to go get them. It goes by so quick. For sure, absolutely. I have from ten twenty till eleven o five, so I have okay. a good. 45 minutes ish. Um, but you're right. By the time you go to the bathroom, you talk yeah. to your coworker, you get back to your room. It's like, Oh my gosh, I have 20 I minutes know. left. <laughs> yeah. Especially like if I'm trying to laminate stuff and then I never have enough time because I have to laminate it. I cut yes. it all out. But by the time I run it through the laminator, I mean, that alone takes like 10 minutes sometimes for the things that I'm laminating and then out of time. Boom. Do you plan with your team? We plan every, well, okay. Actually, no, I take that back. We like meet every Thursday to basically say, what are the Bible verses that you have on Mm -hmm. your calendar for the next couple of weeks? And what Bible verses are we going to say at chapel? And we talk about like our field trips. We don't actually like plan content together just because we all kind of just go by the curriculum book. So we're kind of all on the same track. And if any of us are ever doing anything like fun or like anything, a special activity, then we like share it then whenever we meet that Thursday, but we really don't ever plan. I think when I taught second grade, I kind of planned more with my team and a little bit more in third grade, but with first grade, we kind of just all follow our curriculum books and we meet every Thursday, kind of just like go over what we're doing and as far as fun things and stuff like that. But that's really it. We don't ever like talk about this is the unit that we're doing. These are the activities. These are the resources. It is not in depth at all. And typically it's like 10 minutes. Yeah. That's how, that's definitely how mine is um, this year and was last year. I, the past three schools I've been, I've been so small that it's just me and another teacher. Um, And the other teacher that I've worked with has been there. My teacher that I work with right now, she's been there. This is her 17th year at the same school in the same grade. So she definitely has all her stuff figured out. And it was the same way with the school I was before. Um, So they like will share things with me if they have any tips and tricks. 
but we don't really meet and talk over things unless um, we're doing something fun. Like this week we did, um, actually today, we did the balloons on Broadway, the little Macy's Day Parade thing. So we did that together, like little things like that. But as far as activities on like our normal curriculum, we just do our own thing as long as we make sure that we're on the same reading and phonics unit because we have twins. So we want to make sure that that matches up for them. But other than that, we kind of just do our own thing. Yeah. No, I was going to ask. So yeah, you have two on your team. I've always had three. Well, because I'm the third, so I'm always the added one. The most of the grades have two at my school, but how many is your school? A like K five, like K three. What is your school? So I'm K through eight. Um, okay. I didn't know that. Yes. So we only go up to the eighth grade. You're K 12. Yeah. And we have a preschool. So we're like preschool to 12th. Us too. We have a little preschool building and then we stop at eighth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, our school has about two to three teachers per grade level. So I like that. Me too. It's a good size. Yeah. I like it. The first school that I worked in, I had five team teachers and we would meet like for PLC. We met to plan together. It was a lot. And a lot of the times I would meet and we would, they would plan the whole week out and I wouldn't really like what they did. So I would just like, go along with it and then I would leave and have to spend my own time replanning so I'm so glad that I'm not in a district like that anymore not to say anything ugly I loved the people that I worked with and stuff but it just was like do we really need to meet again about uh, the PLC meeting I don't know I I can't with all the meetings that we had yeah no okay that bring that's what I was gonna ask you do y'all at your school that you're at now, do you have like faculty meetings? Like, do y'all do PD or anything like that? What is y'all's kind of like schedule for those types of things? My principal is so good about emailing things rather than calling a whole meeting for it. Um, so with that being said, we don't have any meetings unless it's like something went down and like, we need to talk about it. (laughs) Um, but that's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, The only thing that she has added this year, which this is her third year, so she's, you know, adding things in slowly that she wants to change. But we have had, actually yesterday, a PD. We just had to say 30 minutes after and listen to a lady speak. And then we do have PD's days built in, um, like where the kids don't come. And then we come and we listen to somebody speak. But really on meetings and stuff, so amazing, like, if it can be sent in an email, wow. it's going to be sent in an e- email. Yeah, it's awesome. What about you? That is so great. Yeah, I would say my principal is also really, really good about that. He was a teacher. He knows that teachers don't want to spend all their time in meetings. And so we have one faculty meeting a month. It's always like the first Wednesday. And it's honestly like 30 minutes. And everything else is sent in an email. We have like weekly emails that we get. But yeah, he's also good about that. And then we just have... I think honestly two PDs a year and we have like a speaker come in one's at the very beginning of the year. And then one's during our like fall break teacher work day that we have. So honestly, not bad at all. No complaints because I have heard of some schools that have meetings every single week. They're like an hour long. They have PDs during their planning and stuff like that. So I'm super thankful 
for that. Yes. I think that goes along with like both my admin was also in the classroom. Like it helps so much when they're like, oh, well, I remember those days and I hate it when this happens. Yes. Yeah. And especially like with observations because like my principal is so great about observations because they know you don't want to be observed every week for an hour at a time. And I don't know. I know you feel the same way. You love your principal. I love my principal. I feel like where you work, as long as you love like your admin, then you'll probably be happy because I feel like that dictates so much of like your experience as a teacher. So I'm, I'm glad we both have really great admin. And do yes. y'all have like any duties that you have to do? Like, do y'all have morning duty, car duty? Like, what do so, y'all do? I have one duty day a week. So my duty day is <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. Thursday. <laughs> um, First grade teachers. <laughs> exactly. I need to be more mature. Anyways, my duty day is Thursday and I have lunch duty and recess duty that day. So I have to go in the lunchroom. I eat my lunch with the kids like while I'm on my feet and pretty much it's just like getting them ketchup, getting them a napkin, getting them a spoon, opening, you know, the things that they need to open. And then right after that, I go straight out to recess with them. (laughs) Um, So that's all that I have duty wise at school. What about you? Okay, well, you just brought up a good point. I didn't, I forgot that you don't eat lunch with your kids every day. Wait, do you eat lunch with your kids every day? Yes, yes. I have to eat lunch with them every single day. I did not know that. Yes, so I, we go at 11 and I will say, I feel like I'm pretty good about like really nailing down like our lunchroom routine. Because I am like, this is my lunch too, and I want to be able to eat. So we practice a lot at the beginning. So like as soon as we come in, like one line, the lunch line that's ordering goes with me. The lunch boxes goes with my assistant. They go on into the lunchroom, go ahead and sit down where we're supposed to. And then thankfully my assistant is like the best. She goes ahead and starts like my kids, once they sit down, they're not supposed to get up. So they raise their hand and either I or my assistant will come around and open their things for them. And then they should have everything by the time like we sit down and then yeah, we're with them. So we don't have lunch duty. I mean, that's just every day, but the extra duties that we have is on a way. I think just morning duty actually, because we have morning duty and there's like eight teachers I want to stay on the first floor. So it's like, I just have morning duty one week every eight weeks or something. Like I think my last more, I've only had one so far this year. So it's not bad. And that's pretty much because the kids can come into the building at seven 30 but since they can't come to our classroom until 745, there's a teacher out there in the atrium with them to just watch them and make sure they're not doing anything, you know, crazy. So you just sit out there and it's pretty easy, but the kids are crazy in the mornings for some reason. I remember being like, I'm always so mm-hmm. tired in the morning. I don't know how they have so much energy in the mornings, but <laughs> yeah. So I just have morning duty and then we take them to car line. So it's not like a duty, but we just take our kids out to the car line. And then if they're like after school, they go somewhere. If they're holding room, they go somewhere with a different teacher. But I take my kids out of the car line and I put them in their cars every day. So. Okay. So you have car duty, lunch duty pretty much every day. And then just a morning duty every so often. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess recess. I go to recess with my kids. You have recess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I go to recess with my kids every day, except 
when my assistant is with me in the afternoon, so there's three teachers on my team. So she does it kind of in blocks. So she's like with one teacher for the morning, the next teacher with the afternoon, the next teacher with the morning, it just kind of like goes back and forth. So if it falls on an afternoon, then she'll take my kids out for me, which is amazing because then I do get two plannings that day. So that's super great. But every other day. You have a, like a set lunch where you can be by yourself and eat lunch. No. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. I know. I know it is. So yeah, y'all will have to let us know. DM us. We love reading y'all's DMs. DM us and let us know all these things that we're talking about. Like, do you have DDs? All the things. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm so used to it now that it's like, eh, whatever. But it is. People are shocked. (laughs) People are shocked. (laughs) Oh yeah. So do you do anything outside of school? Like, I think you're doing something pretty fun. Tell us kind of about that. Yes. So, um, since I'm at a small school, I actually got the opportunity to help coach the fast pitch softball team and the slow pitch softball team. Um, they also asked me to do yearbooks, so I'm having to do that as well. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. So, I love that. Yes. So many added responsibilities this year being a second year teacher at this school, but I'm so excited. I did fast pitch this season, which this is their first year ever doing it. So it's starting Aww. the program from scratch. So it is tough because a lot of the girls that are coming out have literally never played and it's a hard sport to do that in middle school in, but we learned a lot. We got so much better and the fast or the slow pitch season will be in the springtime. So it'll be really fun. Oh, to okay. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fast pitch is in the fall, slow pitch is in the spring and it's just been fun. It's really not too much. It's just a couple games, especially since we just started the program. Um, but it'll get more, and I hope that I can be involved every season, like next year and the year after that, because I don't know, it's it's kind of like um, I've built a relationship with them this fall semester, because I didn't know any of them. I teach elementary, so I don't really see the the older kids, um, Yeah, but I feel like I've built a good relationship with them this fall semester, so hopefully it just keeps on growing and building. Um, yeah. Yes, that's so fun. Exciting. I have yes. a fun fact you may not have known about me. No, tell me. I am a softball state champ. What? <laughs> Did you know I played softball in like middle and then my ninth grade year of no. high school? In my, yeah, in my eighth grade year, we were state champions. That is awesome. That's so cool. But I quit after ninth grade, which <laughs> leads me. So it's so fun that you coach because I. I have been thinking about coaching volleyball. So I played softball and volleyball and basketball in like growing up up until my 10th grade year or after my 10th grade year of high school, um, I ended up just working, but I have like been thinking about doing volleyball, coaching volleyball at my school. So that's so fun. You do softball. Maybe I'll do volleyball and we'll just both be coaches. It's so much fun. And it kind of like I loved when we had games or something because if it was like a really rough day at school or like I had a lot on my mind, it was like, you know what? You're about to go do something else that's going to get your mind completely off of it. So in a way, it it like it did add to my plate, but it also kind of like helped me realize, you know, like, yeah, so honed in, you know, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's fun. It'd be fun because you're like you were 
like a different, completely different age group. So that would be yes. fun because you kind yeah, of bond with. Different. Yeah. And I feel like middle school, like the girls that you were probably with probably looked up to you so much. I mean, I know like our first graders do, but it's just different because in middle school, like, you know, they're growing up yes. a little bit more. So they look it's up so to like different. you a lot more. Uh, what is like your, do y'all have a dress code at your school for teachers? So we have one in the handbook. Um, I, <laughs> do I know what it is? Not in really. the handbook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like, okay, so specifically, I know the jeans policy. We're not okay. allowed to wear jeans unless it's Friday or our duty day. Um, so that's interesting. Okay, Yeah. Yeah, they added the duty day. Oh, or if it's game day. So if it's like basketball or softball game, Aww. you can wear jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but as far as like dress wear, it, ha- it just has to be like a-, a lot of the people that are at my school have been there for like over 10 years. So they kind of just like, you know, everyone knows everyone. Adapted they know, it. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. know what to wear. They know it's appropriate. <laughs> The length, I think, is the biggest thing that I have to be cautious of because there's some dresses that I'm like, ooh, that does that feels a little yeah. short. So I just try to make sure that it's like close to my knees or like past my knees. Um, yeah. But I don't know. My principal is really good about just saying, you know, like look profes- professional, be presentable, you know, wear jeans when you can. Um, but yeah, she's really great about that. I've never got dress coded, so that's I I'm, I'm good. <laughs> what about you? What Paul. Yes. Woo-hoo. I feel like private school might be a little bit different though. Um, well, we can actually because of COVID, it started during COVID that teachers could wear jeans every day, which has been amazing because their little oh. slogan was like, don't be blue because of COVID, like wear blue jeans. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's been, I love that part of it. And kind of the same thing as you, honestly, just like be professional, be presentable. I feel like my go-to as a teacher is probably like maxi dresses and like comfy dresses just because we're on the ground so much, especially with first grade doing like reading groups and stuff. So I feel like I'm always like looking for a good like maxi dress. And honestly, I wear my sneakers every single day. Like my Nike Air so Force One, do I. Nike Air Force Ones are like run in the ground because I wear them every single day. Yeah. Mine are disgusting. I need to clean them. But yeah, yeah. I, do, I would do the same. They're just so comfortable. They look cute with dresses. They look cute with like cute pants. I mean, they look cute with everything. They do. They do. And they're so comfy. Um, so at your school, do you typically, because I've heard it so many different ways, and actually, I will say so many, which if you guys didn't know, I teach at a private school, Hannah teaches at a public school, which we'll talk about the differences in a second. But I'm curious because I feel like a lot of people at my school who came from public school, they're so used to doing everything small group. And when they come to my school, my school, a lot of teachers just do whole group and they're shocked. They're like, what in the world? I'm so used to doing small groups. So at your school, or I guess I'll answer really quick. I do kind of a mix of both. I do... I would say mainly whole group for introducing everything. And mm-hmm. then we do reading groups for small groups. And then occasionally I'll do math, small groups. And then I do like math centers every day. But I still feel like it's different in public school. So at your school, are y'all like required to do one or the other? Or like, what do you do? Or how is it? 
So my principal is so amazing, as I've said several times. She really leaves a lot up to us. She gives us a um, schedule at the beginning of the year of like kind of what she thinks would be best. We can move things around if we need to. But we are – so I'll say this. With reading and math, she definitely wants like some sort of whole group, mini lesson type thing, which I prefer as well. Um, but then we also do have a center time allotted for math and for reading. I personally don't love centers and small group time. So like in my centers, we, I have my small group, like my teacher table. Um, so we do rotations and then eventually everyone will go to me at least once every day. I don't love centers because it's chaos. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Once we get in our routine, it's better, but I still feel like it's not so. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I agree. just combine. Yeah. So she has like two separate times for math and reading. And I was like, hey, do you care if I combine these times and, do math <laughs> and reading centers just to like knock it out? And she's like, sure. So we do like um, two math centers, three reading centers, and then they'll meet with me in small groups. And I have like kind of my routine of how of what we do each day with each group. Um, but I definitely prefer whole group. I don't know. I just, yeah. What do you prefer? I prefer whole group too, which I don't have a teacher table. Like my room is so small. I barely have room for my 18 students. So when I do small group, I'm like on the ground and there's just no room in my classroom for us to spread out. So that's why I kind of do math tubs is because mm-hmm. I have four math tubs. So I have four groups and two of the groups are typically review concepts. So I always like to have a group with just addition facts because that's something we really try and nail down. And then another group for just number sense, because I feel like that never hurts. Like just to be Absolutely. reviewing that over and over again. And then the other two tubs are like whatever the new concept is. So like for coins, I typically try to make them as hands-on as possible. So like a hands-on one and then like another like cut and glue something with coins or whatever. Um, and even just having four that are spread out in my room is so hard. And so really over small group, I'd rather do that. And then during our reading group time, because I have an assistant and a TA and stuff like that, that will come in to help with reading groups. I typically will pull students one-on-one for math help if they need math help because sometimes I feel like small group, it's so hard to like figure out they're all at different levels and stuff. And then sometimes I notice, oh, there's these four that really need help with coins. Like, let me just during reading group time, pull them and work one-on-one with them for even just, I mean, sometimes all it takes is five minutes for them to realize what they're doing or, you know, let it click. So I prefer whole groups too. I'm with you. Sometimes it can be crazy, especially in a small room so yes and like like you said one-on-one I prefer either whole group or one-on-one because when I level out my center things for their levels like yeah I have three that are identical but they literally cannot be in the same center together because of behavior issues or you know yes, something like that yeah. so I'm like oh I'd rather do whole group or one-on-one I know that's yeah. not like a popular opinion I know a lot of people love small group and centers but we do them every day. I just feel like it's the most chaotic time in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. I'm with you there. So with your school being a public school, which I feel like you're not in the typical public school, do you have like a curriculum that you have to follow to a T? Or I guess 
we can kind of touch on like the differences between public and private school, which again, Hannah Betts public school is a little bit different, but, um, I mean, I feel like the biggest difference typically, which you can kind of like say if your school's like this is that like at my school, I have complete freedom of like, if the topic for math is coins, if I don't want to teach like the book tells me to, I don't have to, I can like come up with whatever I want to, I can teach it however I want to, like whenever I want to, I feel like that's pretty much anytime I talk to a public school teacher, the biggest difference is the freedom aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything that you have to like be on? Like I know our friend has like, she has to do math at this time, reading at mm-hmm. this time. Like it's, you know, this schedule that's given to her that she has to follow. Like if I want to do math in the morning, I can, if I want to do it in the afternoon, I can, if I don't get to it that day, then you know, that never happens because math is so important. But if I didn't get to the day, then it's okay. Like, how is your school with like that stuff? So at my school, I think like based on my school, it all would depend on my principal and my principal is so flexible. She is like, okay, we're doing this curriculum. You need to follow this curriculum. But she's also like, okay, if you don't like that math lesson or if you don't like those spelling words, you can come up with your own. She totally. Oh, that's great. um, Yeah. So she's like, you know, she wants us to follow some kind of guideline, you know, some kind of. Yeah. if, If she walked into my class at like, nine ten and we were supposed to be doing this lesson at this time she would not be like you need to be doing your lesson you know what I mean she's very yeah. understanding because she was in the classroom she's like I get it things are crazy sometimes sometimes you're not <laughs> yeah. be on time specifically sometimes you're just not going to be able to get to you know something or you're going to have to reteach or whatever she's so understanding about things like that we do have to follow our curriculum and we do have to like pretty much follow the schedule that she gives. But like I mentioned earlier, um, there was one thing that I was like, can we please change this time? Like it would help me so much if we move this. And she was like, absolutely just put it in our Google Docs so that I know that when I'm observing and stuff like that. Oh, that's so, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, honestly, there it's pretty similar because I mean, we do follow a curriculum and stuff. Yes. And then really the only other difference, which I mean, y'all could have guessed is that I teach Bible and we have Bible verses every week. And like, we can obviously pray and worship and we have chapel every other week. How is it at your school? Like if I'm honestly just curious because I really have never asked if a kid said like, Mrs. Paul, can you pray for my uncle? Like right now, could you do that? So I've always followed the rule of if a child brings up any sort of faith, then I am allowed to speak on it. Um, Like if a child said, like, do you believe in Jesus? I could say yes. Um, If someone asked me to pray for them, I would pray for them. Um, But like I have always just been very careful about like I'm not going to bring anything up. But it's so funny. You would not think this, but in every single public school that I've been to, kids want to talk about Jesus. Like there's at least, yeah, there's a lot of them that are like, or a lot of them will go to church and they'll say, oh, at church last night, like this is what I learned. And then five more of it. Oh, I went to church last night. I didn't know you go to church. I mean, it's really sweet to hear the conversations. Yeah. And I mean, during Christmas time and stuff, we learn about all the different countries and all the different religions and and the way that people celebrate and it's really cool to to see everyone have different 
religions yeah. and different faiths and we all just kind of come together. But I love that like you can literally like pray, you can worship. I know you like send us sometimes some <laughs> songs that y'all do in class and I'm like that is so sweet. Like that's just so precious. It is. It's so nice. I love it. But I love that your school is like, you know, you have the freedom if the kids mention it. That's so sweet yeah. too. And I think that's like rule of thumb. I think it is everywhere because even at my big school that I was at, I was always told, you know, if someone mentions something to you, absolutely you can talk with them about it and answer their questions, but you just don't bring it up yourself, you know? Yeah. No, that's so sweet. I love that. So, so not too a- many differences. Not too many differences. Do you have a Bible curriculum though? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We do. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do follow Bible curriculum. So typically like what it entails is, hello, <laughs> Messer has joined us. No, I love it. I love Messer. <laughs> he literally put his mouth on the microphone. <laughs> I love it. He's so cute. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Do you have a Bible curriculum? <laughs> yes and typically we just have a new bible verse every week and then that they memorize and they have like a test on friday they just have to tell it to me and then we will have have like a different yeah so they come to my desk and i have it like printed out on a sheet of paper and then they'll say the bible verse to me and then that's like what they're graded on and then each week we have like a focus so like this week we're learning about like solomon and Thanksgiving and being thankful and stuff. So it all like ties into that. So typically they each have their own Bible in their desk. So like we, we also in first grade learn the books of the Bible. It's like a big thing at my mm-hmm. school that we help the kids in first grade memorize the books of the Bible. So that's really fun. And they love doing that. And so that's always a lot of fun just to see it. Like by the end of the year, they know all of them and can find it in the Bible and stuff. So that's always awesome. Um, yeah, cool. it's fun. And they, so I fun. just love the one thing I love about being in a private Christian school is just that like, it's so easy. And I know you guys have said this before. It's like, anytime you're having behavior problems, you can like relate it back to Jesus. And that's just, it's funny, but it's like, I mean, it's true, but you know, it, cause you're like, okay, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? You know, no, it's that's great. Nice. But that's, hilarious. That's, that's one way we use, we use it a lot. So we posted on our Instagram, on the Happy Girl Hour Instagram page, a little question box that said, what are your teacher pet peeves? And every episode, we're going to post a little question box that goes along with what we've been talking about um, with each topic. So if you want to be featured on the podcast, be looking out for that because anytime we record an episode, we will read a couple of the responses off. And so here are what a couple of people have said. And then Rachel and I are going to share um, some of ours. So what is your biggest teacher pet peeve? Someone said students knocking over their water bottles. And <sighs> I might even have to change mine because that one is gold. That is a good one. <laughs> that They're so loud. That is a really good one. Someone else said when parents say my child would never fill in the blank (laughs) and then the the response said ma'am I watched them do that (laughs) that's funny that's so funny um someone said my mom is a teacher and she said when she's in the middle of copying papers and it runs out of paper which kind of leads into mine I hate when the copier gets jammed I always feel like 
this always happens though. I always feel like I jam it and then I'm like, please, so no one walk in. Please, no one walk in. Let me <laughs> someone walks in and then someone will literally walk in and they're like, oh, oh did you gosh. jam the top here? I'm like, yep, I did. <laughs> I literally, that happened to me the other day and it was so embarrassing <laughs> yes. because I had never jammed it before. So I literally had to leave the workroom and go get my assistant. And like, I was like, Martha, I have no idea how to unjam the copier and I really yeah. hope no one's in there right now trying to figure it out. <laughs> Can you please go do it for me? And she's a saint and she did it and it was great. So thank you, Martha. <laughs> okay, this one's good. Right after you feel like you've perfectly explained what to do and then you have a student ask, what do I do? <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time. It's okay, so funny. that was, there's a lot more, but those are really good ones. Yeah. Honestly, the copier is a good one. And I feel like honestly, a lot of times for me, and this is why, well, okay, actually, let me back up. I would say it is when the laminator is out of lamination or whatever you call it, it always happens right when I need it for like a big thing. But, and you know, I was going to say this is why you should have your own laminator, which I do have my own laminator, but sometimes you have such big things that you need to laminate that like your little laminator doesn't work for it. So I yes, hate when yes. that happens because I always wait till the last minute to laminate like their little writings or like their little crafts. And I like want to hang it up that day and it's out of lamination. I know that's not what it's called. What is it called? Is it called lamination? I think so. Lamination. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's what I call it. Okay. Yeah. When that's, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> We have loved talking to you guys about teaching and all things teaching. We thought that we would end our podcast every time with a Bible verse, a little bit of encouragement. And so the one that we chose for this week was Psalm 107 verses 1 through 3. And it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Um, And then next week we'll be talking about all things student teaching. We're going to give tips, tricks, and just tell you a little bit about our experiences. So tune in next week to hear all about our student teaching. And we just appreciate you guys listening. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving and we hope you have a great weekend.